0: You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Brit Bull Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Welcome in everyone, this is the Full 10 Yards at BritBall podcast. Hope you're enjoying all the BritBall content that has gone out so far. If you did, even for just one second, please go and follow us on Twitter and tell me all about your experience. That's f 10 y Britball is the place where you need to go. Also, know why not go back, go over to Apple Podcasts and listen back to, uh, or any, wherever you get your podcasts, go back and listen to some of the other teams that have joined us from up and down the UK. Uh, while you're there, why not uh, give us a little five-star review? Give us a little subscribe uh, and a rating as well. Five star would be great. Um, today's podcast, we're going to be changing it up just a little bit. We're going to head over to Sheffield. We're going to talk talking to uh, Kieran Williams, who plays for the youth team there, uh, part of the Sheffield Giants. I think well, one thing I always do when I, I, I do these podcasts, especially on Britball, I'm always keen to get the, the younger uh, the younger players on, just to understand how they kind of got into the sport. <clears throat> you get a wide range of um, how... how People get into the sport and, and play the sport. You know, it's not a mainstream sport over in this country. It's not played in the majority of schools, and you know most. Uh, well, hopefully, it's it's trending away from people just playing Madden uh, and getting into the game as well. Hopefully, a uh, more people. There's just more of a general interest. Uh, I'm sure it will do as, as the years go by. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I always find it interesting how how some people get into uh, American football. So I'm always uh, always happy to to ask the question to the younger. To the younger lot, uh, me myself, how I got into American football. Just a bit about me. I watched a random game at university once back in oh, yeah, mid 2000s, I think. I think the um, it was Pittsburgh Steelers on at the time. I wasn't really paying too much attention, but uh, I was at uni in a, in the cafe, and there was a there was a pool tournament on, so I was playing that. And uh, there was a game on in the corner, one of the TVs. So I was just watching it for a little bit, and then kind of really didn't to think too much in, yeah, about it. Um, yeah, then it took a couple of months after that. Was probably the season after where. I was just I think channel flicking and it was on Sky Sports and then kind of got drawn in kind of got drawn in from there so um, didn't have a team for a year or so uh, managed to get a few of my mates into it um, and then one of my friends decided to support Dallas and I kind of joined him for my sins so um, yeah, we Dallas haters out there come and give me some hate. Uh, I can take it. I've um, been taking it yeah, ever since. <laughs> ever since I support them. But uh, one thing I will say is Tony Romo is the goat, and I won't hear anything to the contrary. But anyway, back to today's podcast. Um, obviously, Britball. Time to chat the about the youth game uh, with Kieran Williams. So I hope you enjoy it. OK, next up on our Britball whistle-stop tour, we head over to the Sheffield Giants. I'm joined up by Kieran Williams, who plays on the junior team. Kieran, thanks for joining us. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you, Tim. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, yeah.
0: No, absolutely. And uh, obviously, when we get... When we get people like yourselves that play on the you know the more junior or the youth side of the ball, we are always got, I'm always quite interested to see how kind of youngsters get into the game and come across it, and hopefully that it might be a, a bit different from Madden. But um, how, how did you get into American football, and you know, what was your kind of your first experience watching it?
1: Well, I'm 18 years old now. Um, my brother's 28, so when he went to university, he did Challenge USA and went over to America. Okay. Um, so because of him, the family that he had to move in with. with Massive Green Bay Packers fans, so because of him and that family, I started to get into the game a little bit. Um, they sent me bits and bobs of Packers merchandise and just fell in love with it ever since then. Mm. I've uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. Started watching it since then and I just got hooked, I was just hooked,
0: sure. And when it, when it comes to the playing side of things, do you, did, did it kind of uh, materialize because of because of that? You wanted to get into seeing what it was like actually playing, the, playing it as well,
1: yeah? Yeah, well, I used to play rugby, um. But I couldn't find an American football team in Sheffield. Right. Um, but I used to play rugby for my uh, secondary secondary school, and my media teacher, who was also my rugby coach, um, actually had links with the team, which was then known as Sheffield Predators. Um, so he said, "Listen, would you like to come down and try?" Came down and tried, and I just fell in love with it ever since then. And that that season where I played with the Sheffield Predators. Was the last season before the club transitioned to the Sheffield
0: Giants? All right, okay. And um, obviously, when you went down for your first time, was it a bit of an eye opener in terms of you know, the contact side of things? I, I just, I don't know um, how how different it is from a junior to to adult in terms of how much contact they they kind of permit on on training sessions, or you know, obviously game days is a bit different. But uh, was it a bit of an eye opener for you when you like when you first got you first hit? Or
1: yeah, most definitely. I mean. Living in this country, obviously the sport is growing massively, but a lot of people are like, "Oh, they don't take hits it, that rugby players take," etc., etc. But <laughs> all I've said that. ever since is, "Trust me, they take that in ten times more." Yeah,
0: like,
1: yeah. It's, yeah well, That it's always makes me like laugh. That.
0: it's Such a cliche, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Such a yeah. such a
0: misplaced cliche. But uh, so, what, what positions do you play? You, you. Let me let me guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, you offense or defense?
1: Offense,
0: Your offence. So I'm going to go... I'm going to say stab in the dark at wide receiver.
1: Close. Uh, yes, tight tight end running back.
0: Oh, okay. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. Uh, any, yeah, reason, no. any particular reason why you, you chose there? Was it a kind of a... Uh, were, you, were you put there to start with or were you put somewhere else and then you kind of transitioned to there because that maybe you suited your, your skill set more? What would you say your, your, your skills
1: are? Uh, well, to be honest, it was always from rugby. With, with rugby, I never understood the rules at all. Um, <laughs> I just knew that if I had the ball just run and try and avoid (laughs) other people essentially Um, and I guess my rugby coach at the time obviously saw that um, said to who was the youth coach when I was playing youth with Predators listen these are his skills it can be quite evasive at times he's got a bit of strength about him a little bit of pace maybe you should try him at running back and as I've gotten a bit older that's just happened to develop into tight end as well Um, I mean last season I played a little bit of offensive line which uh, really helped me develop my blocking ability Mm. and I think that is probably where the two positions have kind of mixed now and where I get that bit more tight end experience as well. A couple of reps there.
0: Sure. And obviously, um, being, being the, the ripe old age of 18, are you, I, I assuming you're a Game Bay Packers fan, obviously, do you watch any NFL film you know, relating to maybe tight ends or linemen that, to, to help you? Uh, or is there anything maybe the coaches have given you to, to watch to help with your, your learning? Well,
1: this is where it's interesting. Although the family that my brother lived with was a, a Packers supporting family. Um, I eventually just started to put... Support- my brother actually lives in Denver, so I just started supporting the Broncos. Oh,
0: okay. I thought After you were to go... Gonna... You... months
1: of me getting into the sport, I thought, you know what? I'm going to support what I'd like to class as my hometown team. Sure. Hometown team. Yeah. Um, it just happens to be the Broncos. Yeah. Um, for me, the biggest player that I love to watch, and it's a cliche because a, in my opinion, a Broncos legend, but it's definitely Shannon Sharp. Okay. I... Uh, I personally wish it would have been an absolute pleasure to have been able to watch him live. I Mm. wish I could have watched him live. Um, Now, I guess it's just a lot of game take from when he was actually playing um, through the Broncos and with the Ravens. But everything about him, I just, I love the way he played. I love how he was off the field. That's something that I definitely tried to replicate from him. Mm -hmm. Um, His off the field leadership ability and how lively he was as a character. I definitely tried to replicate that.
0: Sure, and is that was that something you did off your kind of your off your own back, or maybe uh, do you get any guidance from from the coaches to say, okay, look at maybe look at this player, look at that player, or look at you know certain techniques, or is that kind of all left to when you when you go down to practice?
1: Uh, it's a fifty-fifty kind of thing. I think the coaches are great. I mean, the three coaches that we have at Juniors, we've got Coach Paul, Head Coach Ted, and Coach Mick. They're great because they're always willing to give everyone advice, saying, listen. We can steer you into this direction, steer you into that direction. Um, I've had many conversations with the coaches about what my strengths are and what players I should be looking at. Um, so for me, Shannon Sharp is one of them. I remember I was with Coach Ted once, and we were talking about running backs. He said, look at Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, everyone goes out about his patience, especially when it was with the Steelers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, they, they do give you that guidance, but they also allow you to have the freedom yourself to look at players that you want to look at, who you would like to try and replicate. Mm. Um, um, i think the biggest thing that we've got is oh sorry no no go on sorry i think the internet connections a it must be on my end but it's a bit choppy that all no
0: that's fine you, um, you, you can I, th- I think i interrupted you
1: but i think the biggest thing we've got is most definitely we are encouraged to look up towards our adult players um the the club is built like a real franchise so we're encouraged to have real relationships with the adult players. Watch their games. Watch them. Try and go to their training sessions just to watch them. Um, obviously, we can't get involved with them, but just see how they do it. Yeah. And I think that's a great bit of experience, as as well as watching the pros.
0: Mm. So is, is there quite a lot of close integration in between you, 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 the youth team or the junior teams and the, the the adult team as well? Just obviously to help that that transition when you when you do go to into the big pond, I suppose.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think the way we look at it is that we've all trained at the same facilities before, so when we're taking little water breaks and things like that, we'll often have little bits of contact with each other, bits of banter, and uh, verbal contact, things like that, you know. Uh, I think the best thing that we've got as a club is that we've got adult players that are coaches for the youth team. So um, they're the youth head coaches, Harry O'Neill who's an adult running back. They're also coached by uh, Henrique and Connor, which are also adult players. Um, they try and integrate with the juniors as much as possible, um, try and help to train us. You know, We have other club events. So, for example, last year we did an event at a big sports facility in Sheffield where we got a load of primary school kids around, you know, tried to teach them some flag football. Mm. Um, and at that point, you had players from all age groups come together to help try and teach these kids. And it was it was great because not only is it helping the local community, but like I say, it's allowing players like myself and the other players, but players like myself that are 18 and 19 to mix with the adult players just so it makes that leap a little bit easier for us and not as intimidating.
0: Yeah, so just to point on that then, uh, Kieran, when, when's the first year you're kind of eligible to, to play for for adult contact for maybe some people in the same kind of age range that aren't quite sure when they'll be able to play uh, adult? When When's kind of the transition have to be done by?
1: So... You can go up at 18, um, there was a couple of players in the junior team that had the option to go up this season, um, but we decided to stay where we are, um, so I personally could have got up this season, right? or I could, I could go up next season if I wanted to, but I think I'll finish off with the junior team and then go up after that. But yeah, you can join the adults when you are 18 years old.
0: Okay, and what's the what's the, the last point where you can play uh, for, for the juniors?
1: Uh, so for juniors you can play up until you're 19.
0: Right, okay. That's fine. Okay, cool. And um, obviously with the the coronavirus stuff that's going on at the moment, the pandemic, you obviously, we're not quite sure what's happening with the season, this season so far, but have you been given uh, advice from any of the coaches in terms of stuff that you can do at home in terms of training and keeping your mind focused? Have you got any kind of uh, film to watch at all?
1: Yeah, 100%. um, Players have been encouraged to help other players. Obviously the coaches are helping um, the coach that I mentioned before, Harry, um, he came up with an amazing idea, uh, which was do 30C30. 30, 30. So throughout all the Facebook group chats, obviously there's an adult group chat, a junior group chat, and a youth group chat. Now, through all those group chats, he has put a video of him doing 30 push-ups in there, and he tags someone else. They've got to try and get to 30 push-ups, and so on and so on. They tag someone else, you know. Um, so we've had little things like that, just trying to challenge each other just to still get better. Um, I know I've really tried to get across the message that ultimately, although it's been postponed, the season's not been cancelled yet no. so um, let's still get heads in the play, but these mental reps will be just as important, if not more important, than the actual physical reps in the long run because we're going to have it stuck in our heads um, mm-hmm. Coaches have been great, they've really emphasised the fact that obviously for the time being, the NFL game passes Yeah. free
0: um,
1: and they obviously got some great film on there um, all I've been doing recently is just watching all Broncos games on yeah. there personally yeah.
0: um,
1: and I know a lot of other players of the team have also been watching uh, their favourite teams favourite players interviews things like that so yeah um, it's really helped like I so said the coaches have given us some great advice as cliche as it is um, we, we kind of live by the motto: trust the process you know mm. um, and whatever happens now whatever happens now sorry is obviously happening for a reason and We'll get better from it. We'll be stronger from it as a team, and we'll be stronger characters.
0: Yep, that's fair enough. And um, I lost some trying kind of thought there. Um, yeah, so, so with, with you, you personally, do you have any any personal goals? Obviously, at some point, your transition to to the adult team. Do you have any aspirations to play for the Lions? Do you have any? You know, or is it just a kind of something you you're really interested in doing and, and you know, in turning up and, and doing your part and. Uh, and, and doing whatever you need to do. But do you, do you have any aspirations to kind of get to to the top? Obviously, we'll, we'll speak to about the uh, the NFL Academy shortly as well. But um, yeah, what, what kind of goals do you have personally?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think if you don't aspire to be the best at what you do, I think you're in the wrong game. You know, um, I think you've got to go there with the mindset of ultimately, whilst the team gets better, I'm also going to get better. You know, from a personal point of view, of course, I want to be at the top. I want to be able to go, like I said, play for the Lions, have the opportunities to play for the academy. If I could be lucky enough to have the opportunities to travel and play the game, you know, um, I think everyone, everybody wants to be at the top. Um, but yeah, for me, that is definitely a goal of mine. But at this minute of time, I just want to get past this little spell with the coronavirus. Obviously, it's a an awful and tragic situation, but hopefully we can get through this stronger. Not not just our team, I think every football team in the country can hopefully get through this stronger. And then at that point we can really focus on helping the team. I think that's gotta be the main goal. Mm-hmm. Although we yeah, are in the future, I'd love I would personally love to be at a certain level. For me right now I just wanna get through this and really just help the team get better while I can.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that's fair enough. And I say I, I, I can hear, I can kind of hear. I don't know what your aspirations would be after after kind of Father time c- catches up with you, but I, I hear a bit of a coach in you. Do you is that, is coaching something you've you quite fancy doing?
1: Uh, I actually coach uh, soccer with the uh, Sheffield United Community Foundation at the minute, and I would love it'd be an honour to coach at any level for American football. Um, most definitely, I'd love to coach. I'm actually going to university to study sports business management. Okay. And, uh, Educational aspiration of mine is to actually set up my own recreational sports centre. Nice. Um, So, any sports like that, I'd love to be able to help kids, you know, help kids get off the streets and just coach them any kind of sports, particularly American football. Mm. Um, I've got a real passion for the game, obviously, and a real passion for trying to help kids to develop into. Superstar, so yeah.
0: hopefully in the future. Yeah. No, no, well, that certainly comes through, and I so say if you, hopefully you, you get to achieve achieve all of those, and when uh, when the full ten yards becomes a, a multi millionaire empire, we'll, we'll we'll put some money towards it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. This yeah.
1: is where it's all started. This is
0: it. This is it. Um, just and just just before we get out you out of here, Kieran. Obviously, we mentioned about the the academy, and uh, obviously we, we'll expand that into like a potential London franchise. Do you think those things are are imperative to help the game? Grand- the game grow this side of the pond and and get more money into the grassroots, or do you think it's yeah the academies and just more of a, a bit of uh, the NFL just trying to get a franchise over here? How do how do you kind of see this playing out?
1: I think it's amazing. I think it's definitely going to help the game grow. You know, I mean, people are still in shock when I say that NFL teams are selling out the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, mm. selling out Wembley Stadium. You know, and then when I turn around and say, well, actually, the NFL is an academy now based in London. They look at me as if I'm mental, but I think it's uh, I think it's amazing. And personally, for me, I'm extremely grateful that they've allowed players to have the opportunity to make what is another great leap into a different level of football. Um, and I, I just think it's amazing. I really do think, as you mentioned with the grassroots funding, I think it's going to help it. I think from this point now, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a milestone for it because I think from the point of the NFL Academy, I think you'll start to see football be more prominent in schools. I I honestly think you will get football teams going to local primary schools, coaching flag football sessions. I mean, like I said, we did it with the Archer School Project, where players from different levels of the club came together and coached a tournament of about... Eight primary schools for flag football, and I think because of the NFL Academy, you'll start to see things stem up from that like that. Now, definitely, yeah, I yeah. think it's an amazing opportunity for everyone associated with the game.
0: Yeah, lovely stuff. Yeah, it's certainly be intriguing to see if the if they do start a London franchise. Would you still be a Broncos fan? Or would you? Would you I think so? Yeah, regions?
1: that the the loyalty is there now. The loyalty is <laughs> there. Um, I think I've got a I've got to stick to the Broncos. Obviously, last season bit of a sticky start but an enjoyable end and I think I've got to stick with the Broncos yeah most yeah. definitely
0: yeah what do, you, what do you make of Drew Lock? because I, I, I quite like Drew Locke what he showed towards the end of last season I really think he's, he could be the answer there so um, yeah, obviously uh, getting the edge in American football these in the professional side of things is, is getting um, quarterbacks on the rookie contracts for, for you know, to get to a Super Bowl to build the rest of the team yeah. do, do you see that in Drew Lock as well are you a big fan of Drew Lock.
1: Yeah, I really like him. Um, I think, obviously, ever since and Manning, we've gone through quite a few quarterbacks. Uh, None of them have clearly seemed to have stuck with the franchise or really fitted in with the franchise. But for me, I think Drew Locke, I don't want to jump the gun or anything. And I don't want to say too much, because I know the other guys on the team are going to be listening to this and they're going to rinse me for it after. But (laughs) I think think the whole rookie draft class from last season actually was really impressive. I think, obviously, Drew Locke is going to be the cornerstone of it. I think you've got Dalton Reisner who came in, he really impressed. Noah Fant, he, he's my man crush at the minute. So
0: obviously, are you watching a lot of Noah Fant uh, now rather than Shannon Sharp? Is, is he taking over the mantle?
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, I just, even now talking about it, I've got a massive smile on my face. I just
0: <laughs> think he is. He's a big I man, he's yeah. a big man, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he's, oh, I just think he's so good. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, yeah. yeah. He had some great plays last season, some mm. great plays. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching, like I said, all of that rookie draft class from last season. It was uh, unbelievable. Mm. Hopefully we can top it off this season by bringing in the speedy receiver that we need in rooks, hopefully.
0: Yeah, well, I'd say, well uh, as well, John Elway's not been the, the, known for his uh, quarterback picking, but maybe he's finally got one after a, a number of dart throws at the position. But, yeah, and I was really excited by Drew Lock last season, and managed to get him a, a good spot in the draft as well. Didn't have to pay up too much. Uh, for you yeah, so. so I think I think that's important. But yeah, obviously, uh, be interested to see how they they play out. I kind of like them; they're kind of one of my AFC teams to watch watch next season. But uh, just before we go out of here, Kieran, can you just uh, give anyone listening, in the maybe in the, that's in the Sheffield area or is it accessible to to the Giants that maybe wants to come down? Uh, and obviously, rookie days have probably finished now and, and all the rest of it. But any contact details that you can give, maybe your Twitter handle or maybe an email address for the team.
1: Yeah, of course. So if you are wanting to get in touch with us on Facebook, you could send a direct message to Sheffield Giants Cadet, Youth and Junior Teams Recruitment. Um, we've got email addresses. If you're looking for youth or junior football, it would be Sheffield Giants Youth at gmail.com. If you're looking for a flag, cadet, anything like that, it is Sheffield Giants Flag at gmail.com. And if you're more interested in getting in touch with us on Instagram, they can send a direct message to Chef Giant Jr., all um, lowercase. If you get in touch with us on Instagram, it'll be me that you're talking to. Um, any any of the other emails or Facebook handles, it'll be the coaches that you're talking to. Okay. So, yeah, it'll either be me or I believe Coach Paul that you're dealing with, depending on what you get in touch with.
0: Cool. But, yeah. Uh, well, just obviously, you're you based around Sheffield, but for people that may be a bit near in Sheffield, what part of Sheffield are you, are you in?
1: Uh, so we train at Mosborough Rugby Club and um, we play at Davies Sports uh, Davies Sports Club um, which is near Prince Wales Road um, but yeah when we're training we train every Saturday uh, we start at well we would be there at 9.45 or prompt 10am start um, and yeah that will be at Mosborough Rugby Club
0: Lovely stuff Kieran I really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing a bit of uh, junior stuff with us, and obviously, I really uh, hope all your aspirations and all your goals kind of. Yeah, ha- hope you get there, obviously, and uh, can ha- obviously help give give back to community if you are if you have the opportunity to do so.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Anytime, it's um, it's been an absolute pleasure, and um, I've really enjoyed it. New experience, so yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Many thanks to Kieran for coming on and talking about his experiences in the game and playing for the Sheffield Giants. That's going to do it. Nice, short, sharp uh, podcast there for you today. But don't forget to go and check out all our other great podcasts as part of BritBall Week. We'll be back very soon indeed. I've been your host. I've been Timothy Element monk in the great words of Kevin Kelly. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.